I'm Harper Bliss, author of Lesbian Fiction. And I'm Hermesis. Thank you for listening to our podcast where we try to talk about our journey in writing and publishing. But we usually get sidetracked by television or our cat. Meow. Welcome to Harper Bliss and Hermesis. Hello everyone, this is episode 134 of... Our privilege and her missus. We're recording this on Thursday, 18 August 2022. It's my sister's birthday. She's 45. Happy birthday, sister. She's not th- listening. I don't but... think she'll be listening, but you never know. Anyway, yes, 18th of August, and that means that a family affair came out yesterday. It's funny because yesterday a family affair came out, and today the German translation of this foreign affair came out. That's a lot of affairs. It is, indeed. But the German title is, of course, does not have affair. Eine Französin zum Küssen. A French lady to kiss. Yes. So that's that for, you know, any German reading folks out there. What a week. Yeah, you have a new book, a new Harper Bliss book in German. It's more fun for me when the German book comes out because I, I mean, I wrote the book years ago. I mean, I remember what it's about, but I have I don't really have any emotional connection to it anymore. And it's like, it's published by a publisher. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not my responsibility to yes. sell the book. Whereas a family affair, it's all on me. And I feel the stress. Mm-hmm. I'm not stressed at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you are not. Because, you know... It is the core of what we do. Mm-hmm. And if my books stop selling, then what are we going to do? Let's not have, I mean, let's not think of doom scenarios like that. Okay. That only makes you crazy and, you know, it's not good for your mental health. Okay. 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 <laughs> At the moment, the book is uh, number one in the lesbian romance and lesbian fiction charts in the well, US. Well, yes, but... You know, I can't, I can't, I cannot just let this go and say, yay, because, I mean, it's because it's in KU. When a book is in KU, it's not that hard to go to number one. I thought it was when my books were not in KU, I was always super pleased when they would hit number one. Yes. Nevertheless, it is at number one, which is always fun to see. It's fun. Definitely. Yes. And it's, it's, you know, it sold quite a few copies in the pre-order. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So, you know, let's it, it's only been out a day and you are already thinking of doom scenarios, which is... But I, every day I think about doom scenario. Yes, well, that's the difference between you and me. Then, My I brain guess. is a battlefield. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. anyway, I'm enough very, said about that. I'm very happy my new book is out and um, I read a funny review uh, this morning because, I mean, this book... One of the characters cheats on her husband. I think we can say that. Yes, you know that means I mean? it's in the blurb. Yes, this is this is also what makes it impossible and forbidden. It's mm-hmm. the whole thing. But a lot of people, or not a lot, I don't know how many, but quite a few people have issues with that. Mm-hmm. Cheating is like an absolute no-no. And this person said, oh, this book is just so wrong, but at the same time, it's also so right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I that's what I tried to do mm-hmm. when I wrote it. I mean, I, it's, it's impossible. It's like, you know, it's like when I wrote In the Distance, like you don't fall in love with your, what was it? 
the stepmother of your partner who died. Yeah, that's that's pretty wrong. But still, it was when I read when I read that book, I say yes, this is right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Indeed. the whole thing. Yes, and for that reason, it will both appeal and not appeal to people. Yes, I mean, if you're looking for uh, something fluffy and oh, everything is roses and sunshine, maybe not the book no. for you. But if you're looking for something a bit more emotional and in depth, then give it a try. Yes. If infidelity is a trigger for you, yeah. then don't read it. Yes, of course. I can, I understand that it can be for a lot of people. But I think, I mean, if one reads the blurb, you know, it's pretty clear that there is that in the book, so then you know not to read it. I think it can be a trigger for people, but I think it can also be... Um, you know, For some people, it's a it's arousing or <laughs> you know enticing. Enticing. I want to read it, you know. So well, we'll see. Yeah, but of course, we're we've put this book in uh, in Kindle Unlimited. It's an experiment because we will have to see. We can only evaluate after three months. Yes. If uh, if it was if a good the, decision. Because of course, when someone reads a book in KU, the the publisher and the author make less money, but you sacrifice the money for visibility, hoping that more people will read it, and then that will make up for the the less money you make. Yes. The lesser money you make. The smaller, the amount, smaller of money amount of money you <laughs> per copy rent. So we'll see. I'm, I'm very curious mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Yes. So there you go. So I'll post a link in the show notes to uh, to the book on Amazon. Read my book now, yeah. unless you're triggered, but read it. Yes. Give it a try. And in any case, thank you to everybody who pre-ordered it, who, who's bought it already, who's reading it. And who's reviewed it. And who's it. reviewed it. Because I read somewhere, reviews, the reviews are not for me. No. Reviews are for the readers. Yes. Because a review, even if it's a bad review, or, you know, or, or a review states something that that certain reader didn't like about the book, that is an, a potential new reader could say, mm, I, but I like that, so I will give this a try. Yes, that's it what does. happened with the previous book that I read. Yes. The first review was a bad review, but it convinced me to buy the book. Yes. So, so yeah, so this is why I can, as of now, no longer go on Amazon, because reviews are not for me. No, they are not for you. So, and people can say whatever they want. People are entitled to their opinion. And their opinion is not for you. No, and I, then I don't have to rail and rage around the house saying, "Ah, oh, this person left me a bad review. I don't get it." Da, da, da. Yes, we don't do that anymore. It's a win-win for everyone. <laughs> we don't, do <laughs> especially <that anymore>. for me. <laughs> Let's not do that mm-hmm. anymore. So well, that that's all about the new book. Oh, sorry, oh, I, I didn't sleep very well because there is this. The tiniest animal you can imagine. It's not a mosquito. It's smaller than a mosquito. And it just awoke me twice mm-hmm. by stinging me. And then I was itchy. And I don't know what I can do about this bloody animal. We should try and kill it. If it's still around tonight, we should try and kill it. Yeah. Because mosqui- because we because it's so hot, we have the fan running, then mosquitoes don't even come near you because they're blown away by the fan. But this one, <laughs> it is unperturbed by everything. Mm. What is it? Is this countryside living? Yes. There are a lot of 
flyer, f things that fly and creep and crawl that you don't encounter in the city? Oh, let's not talk about that because I'm not, I'm not very good with all of that. And I still don't have my dog. And it's not as if our cat is ever going to catch a mouse. No. She's a luxury cat. <laughs> She is a first class cat. Mm -hmm. But my doggy, I think the doggy we want and uh, a cocker... We're going to have to be patient mm -hmm. because there aren't that many that are born that are from a reputable source. Mm -hmm. They have to be on the waiting list. And uh, so, yes, patience, patience. Yes. But the search is ongoing. Yes. So there you go. Mm -hmm. No dog yet. No dog yet. We did have your sister's dog visiting this weekend. Yes. <laughs> she is an energetic little thing. <laughs> She just runs around like oh, everywhere. And it was super hot. It was like the hottest day of the week she with no hot. air. And, you know, she's a pug, so they already make a lot of noise when they breathe. But she was really hot, but well, didn't bother really her. Hot. She kept running around. and. But, uh, yeah, she's very friendly. Mm -hmm. uh, some A bit too friendly, one might say. But, yeah. So, um... Also, I'm, I have to start preparing yes, for my next Yes, I was going to say, what's next? Yes, well, I haven't read thought about it in super depth yet but i think i can say that my next book is can i say i don't know the because character? you haven't told me anything about yeah, it yeah but you know one of the characters. i know the character yeah but i maybe because um not a lot of people have read a family affair yet so yeah, maybe. it doesn't matter okay but also she was also in the duet ah okay it's one of the main characters is going to be nora levine who was who popped up backstage at a Lady King's concert in the duet, mm -hmm. and who is... Um, who's in a family affair. Who's in a family affair. I won't say in which capacity, but, you know, mm. she's mentioned. She's, she's mentioned. not a big, big no, 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 thing, no. but she's mentioned. But, um, but I haven't told you anything, because I do, I have, a, I have a, an idea, but I, I'm very much in doubt about it. Maybe but I, I think this is the year that I write books that people don't want to read. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say don't that. Don't be ridiculous. But um, yeah, it's it's not controversial, but it's uh, it's actually about the age of one of the characters. I'm thinking a uh, Sarah Paulson, Holland Taylor kind of scenario. But I've already been criticized for having characters that are too old. Well, by, but, but, by some people, other people applaud it wholeheartedly. Yes. You know? Yes. It's only the younger, younger readers who, you know, think maybe they're too old. But you, but have, now, an, a, a, you have a mature readership, let's be honest about it. A lot of your true. readers are, they're not 20-somethings. No, that's and true. And they like to read about characters their own age or even a bit older because, you know, it, it gives them hope for the future. But also, as I talk about it, I think it's ridiculous to not to not write the book for that reason. Because I mean, people above sixty matter too. They of matter course. more, of course, and they need more. Well, I won't say representation, but you know, I can write about it. Of course, I mean, I have a whole thing going psychologically. Oh, Hello. There we are. So uh, I'll I'll do some work on it. I was going to start on Monday, but I can't because we have a new cleaning lady starting at 8.30. Yes. Oh, my God. I mean, this is like a massive first world problem. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what to do with myself when she's here. We'll figure something out. Six hours. I can drop you off somewhere and, you know. 
drop me at your mother's. For example. And tell your mother to leave the she's house. She's not there. She's oh. on holiday. So oh, well. if you want, I can drop you up Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> you can be there and I'll come pick you up once the cleaning lady is gone. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Sure. Not a problem. Okay. But she doesn't have my my television channels. Oh, she has Prime. Yeah, but you have them on your iPad and you can stream to her TV. Ah, yeah. So. Perfect. There you go. But anyway, this, these these are not things we should be discussing on the podcast. No, it's because we just heard. Anyway, first world problems. Yes, indeed. Um, so yes, I won't start. I will start my new book hopefully next week. Mm-hmm. So I will. I should have one more book out this year. Yes. Hopefully, I also I already have a title for it. I haven't told you anything. Well, luckily, tomorrow night we are going out to dinner. Yes, uh, a, a date night, just the two of us, and you can tell me all about it. Yes. Otherwise, you know, we have nothing. We have to nothing talk to talk about, about anymore. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, any other publishing-related news? No. Well, yeah, we mentioned the German book. I'll post a link to that as well in the in the show notes for anybody who's interested. Um, I also I want to thank the couple of people who were really great, who expressed gratefulness, gratitude. To the podcast being back, back they did a, a couple of people. I think you posted it. Then you posted about it in your group or something, and some couple people commented. Oh, yeah. So thank you. We're happy that at least two or three people are happy we're back. Yes, thank you for listening. I want to say, don't you have anything better to do with your time? <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, I think they usually listen while they're doing something else. Yes. Walking that's or what I do. doing chores. Because that's true. Podcasts are great for that because every Saturday, well, you're often playing golf on the Saturday. Uh, and we haven't had a cleaning lady for like two months, more even, I think. Um, every Saturday, I pop on Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach and then I do some cleaning in the house. Mm-hmm. And it works really well because... Well, first of all, you're away. I don't like it to do it when you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's a really great podcast, but I find I can only do two episodes a week. Otherwise, it's just too much. These women, they chatter. They, they talk about so much, all of their emotions. And like the biggest detail, like you cannot believe. I'm I'm often astounded. And I think, are people really talk about this? I mean, we don't talk about anything, really. Uh but you've never heard this part. No. We listened to the one with uh, Billie Jean King, but that was very different. Mm-hmm. Why not? <laughs> Why not? That was more like that was more about sports and women in sports. But their podcasts, it's like, yeah, like what you should listen to it to understand. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's like therapy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay, I mean not crazy. It's it's great for women. It's also it's extremely feminist. Mm-hmm. Which it should be. I shall, I shall try and listen to an episode sometime. I know you won't, but... Well, I might. Yeah, I'd be curious if you will. But tell me mm-hmm. and then surprise me. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Okay. I can recommend... I listened to one um, the other week. It was the, the one from last week. It was Marta Beck, who is apparently... She is Oprah Winfrey's life coach... She is in a relationship with a woman, has been like for a very, very long time. But then they added a third. Oh, yeah. And now they are an established throuple. I mean, things like that. 
you know that things like that don't generally pop up in my life. It was it was mind blowing, honestly. This podcast. Okay, maybe I'll like, listen to that one. And I mean, I've written a, I've written books about like you know non monogamy and stuff, but actually, I don't know anything about all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, not from my real life anyway. Mm-hmm. But also, it it worked like really well for them. I'll listen to that. Amazing. Episode. Amazing. Okay. And then I googled them, obviously, because I was really curious. And they have a very, very cute black cocker. <laughs> and how you want their dog? Well, or one like it. Or one like it. I'm not going to take no, no, another no. lesbian's dog, am I? No, obviously not. Okay, I shall listen to an episode of this. You will. I'll try. I mean, it's a challenge. I have to be in the car on you my own for a while. For listen, example, listen uh, to one this week, and then we will debrief on the podcast next week. Well, it depends if I have to go somewhere or drive oh, you're somewhere. You're always going somewhere. Yeah, but never long enough to really, you know, delve into the podcast. Then you have to do some chores. Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You have to start your compost. Uh, thing. Oh yeah, I have to try start my compost first. Yeah, maybe when I do that. That's the next stage of lesbianism. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. There's a tractor going by yes. or something. Life in the countryside. Finally, we had some rain. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so good. Well, I'm sure this is the case for many listeners, except, you know, in Australia. But it's been so dry and hot. Crazy. Yeah. Thank goodness it's cooled off, to, cooled off a bit now. We are not equipped for that. We don't have air conditioning. No. So next week we can reach another stage of lesbianism, though we will have solar panels. Yes, we will produce our own energy. Our well, own the sun will produce. The it. sun will produce our electricity. That is great. Yes, I mean I say lesbian, but it's not. It's just you know. My parents have had it for for years. Yeah. My sister, it's it's mainstream. Mm-hmm. Very sure, mainstream. I'm sure the first, the early adopters were lesbians. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway. Anyway. So, shall we move on to television? Yes, we're having a better things hangover. Yes. Oh, it was so good. I miss them so much. Oh, it was just... It was just really, really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And... The characters were, I mean, the teenagers were not likable, but they're teenagers. But the main character, Sam, she was just so likable. It's just so much fun to have like a really likable, but realistic and funny character on television and a woman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, And a middle-aged woman. Yes, because, well, the sh- it's what, five seasons and then they had a pandemic in between. So it must have been shot over what? Seven, eight years, Mm -hmm. you do see the age progression. Yes. So it's very, and she has like so many female friends in the 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, a scandal that you don't see that on television more often. And here I am doubting whether I should write a book with an older character. You should. I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's the patriarchy. Yes. That's all it is, and capitalism. <laughs> but it's true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, yeah. definitely um, to be recommended. Yes. If you can see it, mm-hmm. watch it. But then we started watching, I mean, we have watched the first season of a Belgian show. Oh, my God. It's also, actually, it was a very feminist show. Well, the, so the main character is a, well, I, I, it's she's a 
juge d'instruction, they call it here. So she's a judge, but who leads a legal inquiry into it's a crime. It's very different. The system is different countries. here. So it's like, you know, like you would in the US, I guess you have the lead detective on, yeah. on stuff. Here, the there's a judge who actually participates in the inquiry and who works with the police. I so, honestly didn't even know it was like that in my own country because we never, we always watch American and British shows. Yeah. So, but she's a, you know, middle-aged woman in menopause with the first long scene, gray hair the first scene is she's having a hot flash yeah <laughs> it's very uh borgen but uh, yeah. all the women are in menopause on television now mm-hmm. so it's like a political crime thriller and infuriating the the way the first season ended i mean this is it's a show that's written by women and you would you know expect a different kind of ending but there is a second season coming and they i think they're building up to a certain male character getting his comeuppance in the second season in the in the review i read they likened it to house of cards like yes well I would, yeah, yeah I, that's what i was thinking about as well but i'm guessing he's you know what happened to kevin spacey <laughs> well yeah but that's mostly the actor who was problematic i don't know if this actor is uh, is is in anything like Kevin Spacey in that way, and I'm sure he's going to get his comeuppance at some point. I also this is completely beside the point, but this week, a couple of times because House of Cards gave us Robin Wright, yes. but this week I bit my hair like Robin Wright, but I cannot be Robin Wright, but I was Robin wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, anyway, back to that. So I don't know. Did we mention the title? It's called Pandore. It's like Pandora, but you know, in French, like Pandora's box, but in French. But you said that the show has been bought all over. So yeah, it's probably going to be probably available. Probably going to be on a streamer. I mean, it's, it's very bingeable. Yes. But for us, it was fun because it's set in Brussels and very near to where we used to live. Yeah. So there's a lot of s- scenes on the streets in, and in Brussels neighborhoods that we know. So that that was fun. It has a lot of women. Yes, but uh, I mean, in the first episode, there's a scene uh, that is trigger there's warning, a, like trigger a rape warning. scene that's quite. Uh, they might have maybe considered making it not as explicit. Yeah. I mean, explicit, not as long or not as. But yeah, so there's that. But that's the one scene at the beginning. After that, but it is a very very crucial scene. Yeah, it's you know it's because at it's, first you think, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? But it has to everything. It to ha- do. Yeah, it's the the launch of the whole plot of the whole you know show really. But um, yeah, so there's that. That's a trigger warning. But if you have the opportunity to watch it, Pandore, it's it's really good. I said well. The people from Wallonia make better shows than the people from Flanders. This is a, how do you say that? Communitaire issue. <laughs> community, the Belgian different community. <laughs> but it's you know this is in Brussels, and to be fair, there is there is some bilingualism in there because you know a little bit. But no, no, but because her partner is Flemish speaking, the main characters, and then the the police commissaire is also clearly Flemish because when he he speaks yeah, French I to know. her, but you know. I know, but. It's like three sentences in the entire series. Wow. But that's what... Brussels is mostly French-speaking, eh? let's be honest. Tell me about it. So, Parle-moi de ça. Anyway, it's a really good show. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's um, it's not like better things level. No, 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 but it's it's a really watchable and bingeable show. But it's, it's a step show. up from watchable tosh. Yes, it is. So... Okay. 
Um, then we have also started watching the new series of Never. You're in a rush, huh? Never have I ever. I can just tell. But you said you cannot, you cannot relax because you have somewhere to be. But you said we but should you keep skip, it short. You skipped my point. I was going to come back to that. Uh, okay. I was going to first talk about positive things that we have watched. Uh, okay. So now we're watching Never Have I Ever. Yes. The new season, a teenage show, which is, there's some funny bits in well, it, the, mostly. The funniest bit is that it's narrated by John McEnroe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this middle-aged white man commenting on, like, teenage shenanigans. I mean, the teenage shenanigans, they're just, like, a bit silly, but they're teenage shenanigans. But it's it's extremely watchable. Mm-hmm. I I've always enjoyed it. Yes. The previous seasons, and I think Mindy Kaling or Kaling or whatever, she uh, she writes very very funny. Uh, well, she has jokes. Yes, there are a few I really need jokes. funny jokes. Oops, sorry, message from my sister. Um, Is she depressed? No, no, she's on the train. She oh. said anyway. So yeah, and but then there was your point that you wanted to make. Well, my. I just don't get, but I realize the problem is probably mine again because there are a lot of shows I don't get. But Better Call Saul, I mean, it's ending. It's it's. I think the last episode just aired, and the five star reviews I've read about this show that it's like the best thing ever, and I just don't get it because I tried watching it and I don't I don't understand. Yes, yes. Dolly agrees. I know, girl. What the foob. But we yeah. watched two episodes. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but, I don't know. I, I wasn't compelled to keep like watching it. But it's like dark comedy, like really black comedy, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I need jokes, mm-hmm. not like, you know. Subtle dark comedy. Subtlety. I can do subtlety, <laughs> but... But also, it's like, they always say, oh, he's, uh, he's a loser. I mean, he means well, but he's a loser. I'm, I'm not... I mean, I... I can watch losers on television like the anti-hero is like really a thing but we've seen it before but you made the point earlier that um, all these reviews are written by men are do women like better call Saul the way that men do listeners if you've read a review of better call Saul written by a woman a woman please Send us the link because I'd be very curious because it's... I'm there, there are very few female TV reviewers. There's well, one on The Guardian, but I don't know if she's reviewed ah, Better yeah, Call Saul. Yeah, that's right. We should, should look up if she has... Lucy. Yeah, if she's written any reviews of the show. But I think yeah. most of the reviews are written by men. So that's, you know, they like a show about men. We know this. Yes. So, yeah. I usually agree with Lucy from The Guardian, but not always. No. But it'd be interesting to see if she has reviewed it. Yeah. So... Maybe a search worth doing later on. Because in The Guardian, they gave a league of their own four stars. And in my Belgian newspaper, the review written by a man, they only gave it like one. Yeah, but that's what I said. It's a show that is, I mean, we haven't started watching it, but I've only seen positive things about it on, on Twitter and people loving it and saying it's so good and it's, you know, it's really, really great. But um, I think these are mostly women, the people I've seen. And maybe there are too many women in this show for a man to watch and to write a good review about. Because he, in his review, he mentions some other shows where there's a really good female character. But all these shows that he mentions, the, the female character is the only woman or you know one of two women that are prominent in the show. And the rest of the cast are all men. 
But this show, it's I think there's one, there's probably one or two men, but it's mostly women because it's about a female baseball team. So, you know. Fuck, man. Yeah. Sorry, man. Honestly. <laughs> so, not all of you. We've had it. Yes. So yeah, but do you know I was browsing Apple TV and there's going to be a show with Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. I think I've seen something about, about women. Yes, I think I've seen Gutsy. I think it's called Gutsy. Yes. Oh, the cat seems to be getting a case of the zoomies. <laughs> She just rushed off. So yeah, maybe next week we will be able to talk about a league of their own if we've watched some of it. Yes, I think we'll we will. Okay. What else are we gonna do? Now that better things is over. I don't know. Oh, no more better things ever. And Louis C.K. gets to make a fucking comeback. <laughs> Fuck Louis. Fuck Ricky Gervais. He said Miranda wasn't funny. Yeah. But did he mean it ironically? I don't know. Let's not think about him too much. Okay. Let's not waste any time. <laughs> I want to talk about the book I read. Ah, yes. So the book I want to mention is The is Hate... Is it a family affair? <laughs> Well, no, we've talked about that one enough. You haven't even read it, like, properly. I will. But now I want to talk about another book. <laughs> the Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. I mean, it's not a new book, and it's not, you know, lesbian fiction at all. But I read this in print, which, I mean, there are not a lot of books that I read in print, but I read it in print. And I couldn't stop reading, and I loved it I know, so much. I you were reading all the time. Oh, you said last week, I'm not sure I would have finished it, and you finished it like the day after. Yes. You were always reading it. Yes, I really, I loved it. It's so, I mean, it's, the narrator is a seven, I guess she's 17-year-old girl um, who's from a, quite a poor neighborhood, but who is sent to a private school um, because... She, when she was younger, she uh, one of her best friends was shot by a gangbanger in the in the neighborhood, and so so she's black. She's from a very black neighborhood, and she gets sent to the school where there is only one other black student in her year. Um, but she's very smart, and you know she's uh, so her parents send her to that school. But then when she comes back to the neighborhood, she feels you know a bit detached from her neighborhood because she spends a lot of time in that other school. But in the, that other school, she doesn't feel completely at home either because she's. You know, one of two black kids in her year. Um, but so she's back in her neighborhood and she goes to a party in the neighborhood with one with her f a friend who is... Uh, so this is complicated. They share a brother. So the main character's father had a thing with another woman and had a son with this other woman and this other woman has another daughter but not with him so mm -hmm. you know so they have a, a, a half brother in common but so they go to a party she drives away with a childhood friend Khalil who's uh, who she hasn't seen in a long time and uh, they get pulled over by police and he gets shot by the police for no reason and so it's the fallout from that how she experiences it because she's the only witness and what does she what can she say and anything she, anything she says gets has a whole huge impact because of course the press and the attention is on what happened because it's another police shooting of a black teenager um it's really well written she's a really engaging character and you you know you feel for her so much and for maybe for all the characters it's and even though it's like it's a you know it's the perspective of a, a teenager it's really it's so so good i enjoyed it so much but not for me i don't know could be for you 
I mean, it's it's. There's nothing like explicitly gruesome or anything like that because it's. I think the target audience is. But if there's quite too much young. suffering, I can't do it. What suffering? I mean, I yeah, there's a lot of suffering. I can only take romantic suffering. Yeah. Not real life suffering. Well, yeah, no, I mean, there is re- a lot of real life suffering, obviously, because of the racism. circumstances. Yeah, a lot of racism and. Uh, it's um it's just really a really good read and it's you know it it opens up your perspective on things that we as you know privileged middle-aged white women in Belgium Excuse are me? not expe- are not exposed to and it, that I found really really great and the writing is excellent it's just it's really I know the movie's been made a bit a few years ago oh yeah yeah I can probably watch it on one of the streams yes but yeah so I I I recommend this book wholeheartedly. I really, really loved it. Okay. That's great. There you go. I'm still in Ken Follett. <laughs> Maybe okay. until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I'll try to finish it before the end of the year. But okay. I haven't... That's a challenge. I've not spent any time awake. Yes, you've this slept week. better. So, so um, let's I hope have... there are some sleepless nights <laughs> before the end no, of the year. I don't want sleepless nights. Okay, I think now we need to kind of... Oh, you have to go. I have to go, so we have to put an end to this podcast. But it's fine. This we're episode. over. Yeah, this episode. We're over 33 minutes. That's long already. So Okay. So we'll be back next week. Yes, I uh, hope. Yes, I hope so too. And uh, until then. Until then. Up. Yes, bye-bye. For listening to Harper Bliss and Her Misses. You can find all the episodes and show notes at harperblissandhermisses.com. We also have a favor to ask. If you could rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it, that would help other people find us. Thank, Thank you. you.